Coming to you from Rochester, New York, home of the Lilac Festival, Strong Museum of Play, and the National Tech Institute for the Deaf. Your one-stop shop for everything nerdy and geeky, here's FC3 Monkey Business, starring your hosts, Tiny Metris, Chris Frank, and Billy Deator. Coming at you in the latest 4D technology, here's your host, Chris Frank. Becca, 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 Becca. She said she was going to be in town this weekend, but she couldn't actually make it into the studio, so we went ahead and used her introduction anyway. Yeah. I love how she says Diatori. Diatori. I, I get that pronounced many different ways, and that's one that's pretty common, to be honest. Rubia, I wish people so. would just pronounce it in the proper Italian fashion. It's Smith. <laughs> yes. The R silent. It's Billy Smith. That's me. <laughs> Only if he's related to Kevin. There you go. Yeah, that too. His distant cousin, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Disowned. The one, the <laughs> black sheep of the family. That's me. I don't know. In a, in a black sheep contest, I would think Kevin would probably beat that one out. Nah. <laughs> He's done pretty well for himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a pop culture icon. I'm a pop culture idiot. No, no. stop it. Yeah. You've forgotten more than most people know. Yeah, and that's part of my problem. Yeah. <laughs> you are like so down on yourself today. Nah. What's We're going tired. on? We're tired. Is it the weather? It's what, the weather. Maybe. I don't it, know. And we and we spent most I'm of our. I'm always down on myself. We, so. And we spent most of our midsummer break actually like slugging away, not really relaxing, doing stuff. Yeah. You didn't well, get to, you didn't get to go on your vacation. Yeah, did my you? vacation got canceled because uh, my wife had some medical issues that oh. are clearing themselves up. But yeah, we're good. going away for a couple days in a couple weeks. Well, so. That's good. That's good. Um, we're going to Cleveland for a baseball game, nice. not the Mets, but Indians versus White Sox. And well, that'll be worth it. We're using my friend Polly's uh, fancy man. Uh, uh, tickets. Tickets. He's got things in a suite with food and beverages Ooh. and ice cream. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so, uh, Paulie's got season tickets, right? Yeah, his dad does, but there are games that they can't go to. So, Susan and I will be availing ourselves of Absolutely. a Thursday afternoon game, nice in Cleveland, and then spending the weekend doing some other fun things. Nice. You know, the other day I was um, bebopping on Facebook, and Dora looked so comfortable on you. Oh, yeah, my it had, cat. had her paws laying down. I showed um, my son Riker, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, look at the kitty. Yeah. I was like, you were out, and Dora was out yeah. on you. And we were both sleeping, and <laughs> she was curled up. It was You guys were watching, it was during the Mets game. Yeah, we, we had a Mets game on, but it, there was a break in the action, and it had been a long day, so... I, I dozed off, and uh, I'm Dora's pillow if I'm available. So <laughs> Full body pillow. Yeah. She was, like, sprawled. Did yeah. you happen to see? I missed that picture. Oh, yeah. it was adorable. Oh, it's adorable, except for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's adorable, Stop. too. Yeah. At least, uh, lots of people think so. Yeah. I, Billy, I'd go gay for you. Come on, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Which thing I'm already watching there. Taking? I, yeah. but don't, you don't need to take pronouns okay. for that sort of yeah. thing. No. It's okay. a good thing I'm not wearing pants right now. Oh, Woo-hoo! come on. <laughs> really? Does it have to get into every podcast? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. How, how many times Billy can say he's not wearing clothes? I, I think eventually when, we, when we're popular enough to have a fandom, uh, then yeah, I see somebody actually going back and making all the tally a tally marks. mark for every time Billy said, I'm not wearing any pants. Or comments about Katy Perry. There you go. Well, no, I haven't and done X-Wings. that in a while. I, you know what? You brought that out of the out of the basement. It was that one was packed in a dusty old box in the corner of the basement. You brought that one out. Yeah, well, 
gets anyway. referenced every so often. No, I haven't done it since <laughs> since you guys made it a running gag like a year and a half ago. I want to say, if we go back, it, it's been stated probably in the last, sometime in the last 20 years. Besides, I've moved on. <laughs> Do you have a new love? I am, but I'm not sharing her name at the moment because you guys are just, no, I'm kidding. I have no, actually, I don't. I, I have not, that's, I'm, I'm lonely. I'm sorry, Miss Perry. Yeah. <laughs> He's so lonely that he's got a puppy that I know, has my to keep. Juno has been definitely keeping me very busy the past few weeks. Your puppy. She she destroyed basically all of her toys, and so there was this perfect storm for like there was like three or four days where there was nothing in the house for her to chew on except for like oh sneakers. the couch and sneakers and I did find a, a Nyla bone under the be, uh, under a couch so she had that to work on for a little bit so there was a lot of walks to keep her from chewing the the house up. And then uh, I got my payday uh, on on Friday, and we immediately went to Pet Saver and got a whole new inventory and spent like a shit ton of money in Pet Saver. What is it? it at least your dog plays with dog toys. Uh huh. We could buy our cats thousands of dollars of toys, and they'd rather be in a box, box or play or with Susan's nail file, oh, yeah, that's uh, true. ponytail holders, uh, twist ties, <clears throat> pens, you know, bottle caps. Our, our cats. Um, our cat Anakin, when we had him um, before he um, went to the kitty heaven in the sky, um, he liked cereal boxes. He would try to fit his chubby little body into a cereal box. It didn't matter what it was. Did he wind up with just his head in the box? Yes. And, yeah. And, and his shoulders. His head and shoulders, but no knees and toes. No knees and toes. <laughs> you should have named him Captain Crunch. Uh, there you go. He should have been named Java. He was, <laughs> he was huge. Big. He, he was, was a big, he was he was obviously just humongous. He, anywhere from between twenty five and thirty pounds. Yeah. He, he he was a lovable cat. He was he was. A, but yeah. So yeah, they like everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. twist ties. Well, I'm always saying no bands. to Juno to make sure she's not chewing on things. So when she wants to chew on something and she finds something that I don't say no to, she makes the most of that. Mm-hmm. You know. And then I, I've discovered that I can't just get generic. Dog toys. I have to get like the Kong series, the ones that will they're... last at least more than three days. Yeah, I mean seriously, she's just she's destructive. I mean, but that's puppy energy right there. That, mm-hmm. That's just a thing. So you could send her after more little mice. Uh yeah, we're up to three and zero now. We've we're starting to harvest the herd out, and that that I think they've been in there for a while. So, but she's got one. I got two so far. So the score is three nothing though. Well, last week when I was over to do Nerd World News, uh-huh. she was trying for the cat and the squirrel that was in the backyard. Yes. She almost got a squirrel the other day because I, real- I didn't find out about this until later, but there was a dead pigeon in my backyard. I don't know how it died. didn't matter. But there was a couple of was squirrels. Was that what was in the corner of your... Yeah. There was a couple of squirrels that were investigating it, and, and I didn't notice that right away until I was letting Juno out for a quick pee-pee run. Right, and I see her hit the bottom of the stairs, and I look over and I see the two squirrels, and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." She actually almost got one of the squirrels she took off because she was like, "Oh my god!" If there's anything I can say about my dog other than being cute and smart and funny and cuddly and all, she's fast. She is a blur of motion when she gets going to full speed, and. I think what saved the squirrel was the table that's in your back corner. Yeah, because well, I think one of them saw her and. One jumped up onto the fence between my neighbor and I. The other one went straight up into the air 
just leapt straight up. I know it was like a desperation move, basically, straight up in the air. And then he came down behind her, and before she could turn 180 to go after him, because she stopped to sniff the dead bird for a moment, right? And then he was off like a shot and up the tree. And it, but oh, it was it was hilarious to watch. I could tell the one the one was just it was a panic move. He just bolted four legs right up into the air like a spring. And and then when he came down, she was almost ready for him. She kind of like reacted. She went in the wrong direction. She turned. She turned left when she should have turned right, and and he was he was already ahead of her by a, by a body length. Um, but yeah, uh, here's the thing about mice I've noticed uh, because I've been using a combination of like good old fashioned mouse traps, not like the the board with the the wire thing, but like the plastic ones that pull the mouse up in and snap. And mm-hmm. It's a little cleaner, a little more humane. But I've been using glue traps as well. So I set a couple of them up in the the most common path in the house that I've been seeing them wandering around, and. Um, I put two down at the bottom of the steps the other day, and I came down in the morning, and there was only one glue trap there. So that little sucker had managed to figure out how to at least – he may have got his back end off, and then he hauled away wherever th- – th- there's a glue trap somewhere in, like, in the innards of my house somewhere. I looked all over for it like, for half a day, and I'm like, holy Moses. It's in the walls somewhere. I got him the next day, though, anyway. So. And th- this is something I may have said on this podcast before. It uh-huh. just may be something I've said on the radio. I don't know. I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Why are mice always the good guys in cartoons? We have talked about we that. Did. We have talked about that. We talked about it a couple weeks the whole ago. Tom and That's Jerry. what I thought. Yeah, the whole okay. Tom and Jerry aspect. I don't know. It's my thoughts in they're real the, life. They're, they're I mean, you're the just underdogs. describing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm rooting for the underdog. I'm still rooting for the cat. I'm there still rooting for the dog. I don't want the mice to win. Yeah, I know. Juno got the first one. Oh, that was messy. Um, and then the glue traps for the other two so far. Um, rooting for the say, trap. Did you say Juno doesn't like the basement? She does not. She'll go down to, because I have a switchback stairway in both the, from first mm-hmm. to second floor and then from first floor to down to the basement. So she'll go down to the landing and then watch me while I'm working away in the basement. Maybe it's the open back of those stairs. It's probably that. Probably that, because I've I've seen many dogs that just don't like those open stairways, mm-hmm. so or the Actually, open bridges. My cats love. It. <coughs> Excuse me, I got two cats that want to go down in the basement and try to. Dora and I, <coughs> excuse me, I swallowed wrong. You're right. Yeah, all right. Dora and Oliver both want to go down the basement, and they love trying to go down. We don't want them to go down, mm-hmm. but we have the open stairs like you talk about. Yeah. And they love the fact that they can jump between there and get down to the floor before I can grab them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. And, and they can go back again. and forth and use the little spaces as ways to avoid me. <laughs> so, ugh. Uh, Dumb cats. The things we deal with. We have, yeah. we have pets whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yes, Yeah, sir. no kidding. It's great. It's great. All right, so we'll take a quick break. <laughs> And when we come back, I think Billy needs to. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're get gonna um, to drink. give me a chance to cough. There you go. Um, I know there's uh, an, an event coming up this coming weekend. Yes, um, Super it, City. Yep, it's not an MMC event, but it's uh, a friend of ours is basically putting on. So we're gonna do a little little love for him, uh, and then another quick break. And then when we come back, today's topic: uh, franchises that never quite fully kicked in or got to finish. Case in point. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, seven books, but only three movies were ever made. Um, so we'll talk about Game stuff like Thrones? that. Game of No, Game of Thrones is not. <laughs> the, that's a complete story, though. However, whether you like they, the ending or not, they, they didn't finish the books. Oh, the books well, aren't done. Well, the yet. books aren't but done books yet. Books aren't done, so we can. But that's that's a podcast discussion for another day. 
That's going to be another day because Game of Thrones is a thing that we should probably just talk about one of these days. Oh, I'd have to make sure I watch the whole series. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I was into it until the very bitter end. I hung in there to the bitter end. and I was season one. I was decently pleased with the the finale of Game of Thrones, but there were some what the hell moments throughout the that season eight there. Anyway, um, that's another thing. So we're gonna sidetrack. Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that one in a few weeks, I think. But uh, yeah, franchises that never quite fully kicked in. Um, so when we come back, that's going to be our big thing today. So like I said, quick break, clear your throat. Talk about events, and then we'll get kicking in for the day. While I uh, get a chance to cough, here's comedian Nick DiPaolo talking about pets, as we were. <laughs> Maybe. Hold Secret on a second. Book. i got to push the right button to do that. Let me do that and do this. Now Nick DiPaolo. Tell last week the lady next door to me had a dog with a coat on it. You know these people? These They take their pets that serious. They go out and buy it hats and shoes and stuff. You know what I mean? We take pets too serious in this country, folks, really. We don't even have doggy kennels anymore. Do you see this on CNN? We get doggy hotels. We got people sleeping on the streets in this country. Yet somewhere there's a poodle pissed off because a maid didn't leave a liver snap on his pillow last night. Ain't any towels in there? Oh, I didn't see the do not disturb sign. I'm sorry. I... I love animals, folks, don't get me wrong, but I hate these animal activists. We get people breaking into laboratories and stealing pets. We do experiments on animals for a reason, folks, to prolong our life. If hooking a monkey's brain up to a car battery is going to save somebody from dying of AIDS in 10 years, I got two things to say. The red is positive and the black is negative, okay? All right, so like I said, coming up this weekend, the tw- what, 24th, 24th 20th. and 25th? Or is it just 24th? 23rd and 24th. 23rd and 24th. Friday and Su- Saturday. Supercityrochester.com uh, is the website. It is, we're going to be turning the east end of downtown into, well, not we, uh, into Super City. And what is it? It's basically an outdoor convention is the best way to describe it. And that is our buddy Jason Hilton over at Pop Rock, the serial comic book and culture headquarters of the world uh, over there on East Avenue. So definitely check that out. Uh, there's going to be a, a pub crawl Friday night, uh, which may be a cosplay pub crawl, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've got it up right now. Now, keep in mind that, you know, basically the quote unquote vendor floor, which is going to be the outdoor event itself, uh, that's free of charge to all families and all, all members of the family. So definitely get a chance to walk around and, and check that out. Uh, there's lots of little a la carte stuff, though, going on, like movie festivals at the Little and, uh, you know, diff- the pub crawl, for instance. And there's a lot of little events going on. So keep that in mind. Uh, but definitely yeah. check it out. It's going to be a cool, cool, cool event. Yeah. Get your tickets at supercityrochester.com backslash Friday Night Geek Bar Crawl. There you go. Um, Friday Night Geek Bar Crawl. That's yes. the name of it. It's gotcha. a Super City Super Bar Crawl in Rochester, um, mm-hmm. or as they call it, the cool kids getting together. <laughs> um, costumes and cosplay are highly encouraged, and um, they could possibly win you great prizes in their contests. Nice. Um, you don't actually have to drink alcohol because every venue um, should have a specially themed non-alcoholic drinks available. So, um, And you don't even have to get dressed up, but don't miss out on the fun. Right, right. So make sure you get down there. Now, we have what do we have coming up? 
Or back to game nights at the 5A5? Game, right. So we would just have finished game night um, on the 20th. So this is dropping on the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, we have game night on the 27th. Okay. Um, so we have a second family game night. And then um, Mighty Monkey will be hosting uh, an adult game night on September 10th at the 585 Rockenberger Bar. Gotcha. So then, um, so we've had three game nights um, up until September, and then we're going to um, take a little more, another little break, and changing our um, uh, format a little bit, because I think we're going to do um, one night game night, one night um, trivia, trivia, quiz, um, fun, okay. that type of stuff, but... More details to come and follow, so follow us on FC3's Facebook page. Cause that's As always. Be. What do I say at the, the end of the podcast? Usually follow us wherever we go and we'll lead you to where the and entertainment is. Oh, and it's definitely entertaining. Do Let's we, see if Sean will pull the chair out from underneath me this time. Oh, I hope not. No, well, it, it, That's not a nice thing to do. It took three and a half weeks for the bruises to heal. I know. You were beat oh, up. Poor ass. thing. <sighs> poor thing. Poor Tanya. Someone did that. What? What is it? Fifth he, grade? Uh, yes, he, he he is not smarter than a fifth, fifth grader. He is going to die. Um, no, we were playing Cards Against Humanity at our, the adult theme night, okay. and the and cards had fallen in between the two tables. So I pushed my chair back, bent down, started to pick them up. Okay. Well, Chrissy was sitting next to me, and my friend Sean was on the other side of Chrissy. Unbeknownst to me, Sean pulled the chair out like another inch to two inches from behind me. So when I stood up to sit back okay. down, it so he was, didn't do it as a joke. He oh, he did. had done oh. it as a joke, but didn't realize he thought I would turn and look, oh. and I didn't. So I just went to sit down and caught the edge of the front edge of the um, chair on mm-hmm. my side, and I had mm. um, nice, pretty colored bruises Who on my side. Mm. Yes, so that was I don't she know had when always. it was. Oh, it was July thirtieth. That was our our uh, game adult game night. So, yes, he yeah, has been paying always. the price since then. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. He might die on tonight's uh, adventures, but mm. no. So, but yeah, so um, we'll be doing some more events at the five stuff. How, how did I couldn't make karaoke night because, well, it was an interesting weekend. It was with, an interesting weekend, yes. Um, so karaoke went fun? well. It, yeah. We, we had, had a couple a of challenges to get past. glitches um, that ended up happening. So yeah. mm. um, it was one of the first times that I got my cease and desist. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. oh, I was Facebook living. The, oh, the, okay. That's the, happened at the radio station. Where I was Facebook living. People in charge of music want to oh, not yes. be nice about. Right. And um, they were singing. Uh, uh, oh, I'm never going to give you up. Never going to give you down. Okay. And whatever. And then like. Three quarters of the way through that song, had, my video had been like 14 minutes prior mm-hmm. to that, and um, they all of a sudden, bam! ASCAP came and... Oh, no, it says, the rest of this video has been muted mm-hmm. and uh, because of violate, Sony music, Trade whatever, says that whatever... Oh, yeah, well, never going to give you up, never, never going to tent you down, never going to roll around and desert you. Well, there. And, and so... Take that out of the podcast, Sony. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was short, whereas this was like almost the whole song, and then we were trying to fight it to have them unmute that part of the video, yeah. saying that it was a karaoke, and karaoke music is licensed by the karaoke stuff, mm. and uh, we're like, I don't know. I'm karaoke like, Institute of America. But, but I came in, I'm like, yes, I got my first cease and desist. Yay. I'm like, I wonder how many we would have gotten on the podcast for when Billy plays stuff. 
Uh, I don't know. Let's let's keep pushing them. Till <laughs> let's we, keep pushing till we so make them. We could we could do that, but I don't I've, know. I've gotten a cease and desist in the past couple of years. Yes, you have. It's, but uh, it's not have. about music. No, no, no. It's about Ooh. the convention. Ooh, yeah, yeah. In the early days, yeah, yeah. that that that. So you know, person. you know yeah. that you're like a threat when you get oh god, yeah, a potential threat when you get those cease oh, and yeah. desists. Yeah. It wasn't really like a cease and desist letter I got. Yeah. I just got it the just boiled, it just, You know what it boiled down? Do you know how we won that one? We won mm. that one because our lawyer is more expensive than theirs. Yeah. That's basically it because mm. we would have proved. The, the bottom line was was um, not only would, if you win, it's going to blow up in your face. That was, <laughs> that was in essence how we addressed it. Well, and what had happened on <laughs> July 27th at the karaoke thing when my phone got muted. Right. Dan got an email, Laura got an email, and Ann got an email, and I got an email because we're all admins of the FC3 page. Okay. So we're all moderators or whatever. We all got the email from mm-hmm. Sony And the rest and of them yelled at you. <laughs> no, I'm just like, Dad comes back in. Dan's like, what did you do? I'm just like, I was Facebook living. I got my letter. I rickrolled the internet. I did. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. There you go. That's uh, amazing. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and, and desert, desert you. Desert you, yeah. Mm. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna make you cry. I think those are the words. I don't know. I don't Close know. We enough. might have to uh, rickroll this podcast a little. I'm weird, Al. Those goes go under the rules of satire and parody. Yeah. <laughs> Something. All right. So, quick break again. Let's oh, just let's just okay. take a moment. Take a moment, and then we're gonna uh, so we can gather our thoughts. Our and, the, and then we're gonna jump into the franchises that never quite made okay. made it. Uh, and uh, and Billy's scrambling. There we go. So, we're gonna do a thing, and we'll be right back. Superhero poses. That's amazing. Well, I was getting involved in the movie franchise and never finished. It's the Justice League picture. There you, that's the first one that's, that's up there. phenomenal. Behind Tony the just, scenes. Tony hey. just got up and did a superhero pose, and I was floored by that. I did a superhero landing. That's amazing. It's tough on the knees. We need to put this out on video. I tell Oh, that's coming. No. That's something we're working on. I'll have to start wearing pants. I'm telling you. There's another tally mark. There's another tally mark. How many times can people keep tally marks today? I know, seriously. <coughs> All right, We're so the big the big talk for the day: um, franchises that never quite made it. Now we've we, you've you've heard about development hell. So there are stories out there that have not been able to actually make it to the silver screen. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about. Stories from like a series of books or, you know, a series of comic books, whatever the case may be, something that got started and looked like it should have been planned for sequels or it was planning for sequels. However, it didn't quite ignite because Hollywood just rebooted everything that was already already done. Yeah, well, there's that or they, you know, or or these or that they're doing or now. they bombed. True. I mean, let's let's talk about the the one because we're basing a lot of this off of an article that we read uh, off of a blog called The Wisp, and and the article was written by Joseph Allen, May fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Yep, and the very first movie he mentions was uh, The Last Airbender, uh, which 
for those of you like me who, who watched the animated series, the three season animated like, yes! series on Nickelodeon, we were so pumped to see this in live action. And sure enough, the visuals were very impressive and, and, and amazing. However, the story was a bastardization of, of what we had you know experienced with our kids or solo or whatever the case may be. And it was just an abomination. It was M. Night Shyamalan, who should not have been let anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. It was M. Night Shyamalan's slow pacing. But the thing is that there was no twists. And I think it's the only thing that saves an M. Night Shyamalan movie is the twist. At the end. Everybody looks for it now. And, and usually he can come up with a fairly good twist. But this one didn't have any. And so it was just a slow, boring... Yeah bastardization of a good story. So it says that um, the animated series uh-huh. was told uh, was told across three seasons. Yes. So each which contained 20 episodes. So it's 60 episodes of Avatar, mm-hmm. The Last Airbender. So in the movie, The Last Airbender, they decided to take all 60 of those episodes, or no, all the episodes, the 20 episodes in, in the, season In the first one, season. And, put and make it into a two-hour movie. movie. Yeah. You, you you, it's daunting. It sounds impossible. It's, oh, yeah, it was daunting to begin with. It's like Lord of the Rings trying to take all the books for Lord of the Rings and cram them into just one movie. Yeah, Peter Jackson would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. No, yeah, to try to cram them into one exactly. movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you're taking 20 hours, well, 10 hours worth of it because they're really basically 20-minute to 30-minute episodes. So you're taking 10 hours of material and trying to shove it into a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And and it was impossible, and he did a terrible. I'm going to be honest with you, he did a terrible job. Now, people who have not seen the animated series have said to me on several occasions, "Well, no, I I, I liked it. It was pretty cool." And so that's great because you you have the unbiased opinion, and and I'm not going to take that away from people. Someone going in with no expectations. Exactly. Somebody with no experience and no expectations, they're going to like it a little bit better. So if you've never seen the Last Airbender series, then you know, give it a watch, see what happens. Um, but for me, I know for my kids, my kids were so brutally disappointed because they loved the series so, so much. Uh, and so, they, you know, that, that's a thing. And, and so there's one of those times where the franchise failed to ignite because of the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. OK, I think there's a couple of, of ones on this list where the product was actually quite good, but just interest didn't engage mm-hmm. You know, or other or politics got in the way. So in some cases, it's a good thing that the franchises didn't take off because the chances are it would have remained poor quality. I I agree. And not up to fan standards. Right. Right, right. Like another one on the list um, was the Divergent series, which never got around to the actual final story. They made three movies and there was supposed to be a fourth. But apparently, it just petered out. They could never get get their their act Not together to, to make invested. the fourth. Yeah, and when your when your star is basically saying, "No, I'm out. I'm done," you know, it, you don't finish the story. They were actually at one point with Divergent. They were talking about the fourth movie actually going to TV and becoming a TV series. Which and the, in some cases, that's when they lost room, the, There's more room in a t- TV series, right? Though. Well, and the, there there's uh, another thing on the list was Mortal Instruments, mm-hmm. Which uh, City did of go Bones. To- yeah. And Shadow Hunters. It did. Shadow Hunters became a TV series which did not survive either. It got canceled and wrapped up its series finale in, in this year in 2019. So that's it's kind of you know the Mortal Instruments is kind of a weird kind of a, of, a, and of I, an example. And I think it's difficult because there's always something new coming out, right? With something new and upcoming, and like oh let's do a twist on this because this is 
this is interesting or this is whatever and there's mm-hmm. new shows coming out and and um i know we're going to be talking a little bit about all the streaming services and mm-hmm. in a different podcast but when you do have the amazon prime and those shows on there and the hbo and mm-hmm. and on uh, the hulu um original series and things like that the 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 ones that the movie series or whatever yeah they they peter out because you can get more bang for your buck on smaller things instead of putting all your money right. into this big production and hope and pray that they get money back. Oh, yeah. In so. your opinion, is there a difference between franchises that peter out and things where they were sort of expecting a, to be able to make a sequel, like the Green Lantern movie? Okay. Would, would you consider that a franchise that didn't happen or the first one didn't work so they're didn't make another one i'm going to say a franchise that didn't happen because i think all the ingredients were there to to make a green lantern series you know you had a charismatic lead actor you know you had a a great um female actor as well with blake lively in that as well uh you know they set they set up you know with the um they set up the potential for sequels but what they didn't realize is they just had made such a it wasn't a you know Green Lantern was not a bad movie. I don't think so either. It, I was, think not it was okay. A bad it, yeah, it was barely okay. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is is we were we were in this. It, it came out at a time frame when superhero movies were going from B movie throwaway, just go ahead eat get your eat your popcorn and relax and watch something stupid that makes no sense to. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Nolan Batman movies. Were, uh, Green Lantern came out, didn't it, after the After the first, first Batman. Batman Begins. Yeah. This so, was 2011. So, so. I, I think what you were seeing was DC trying to go, oh, look what's happening over at Marvel. We should do that. Mm-hmm. And they were firing off their first shots at trying to figure out how to make this all kind of fit together. And you could tell. You could tell they were not planning the way that Kevin Kevin Feige was yeah. ten steps ahead of everybody. Yeah, and you know. DC's still feeling their way around it, and they're getting some foothold. They're getting some footholds with the with the uh, with good movies. Aquaman, yeah. Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam, um, Shazam was Shazam was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Shazam was such a good movie. But they're sort of deconstructing what their original plans were. With yeah, they're the they're ben peddling Affleck back Batman, now. Uh, yeah, Henry Cavill Superman. Right. Uh, Wonder Woman is obviously still part of it and Aquaman, but they're sort of feeling their way around the characters that have worked so far and mm-hmm. making new plans for Well, Justice franchise. League is on the list yeah. mm-hmm. of, of franchises that failed to ignite. And I, I, I you know what? I'm going to be honest. Here's my question to you, Billy, because you're a DC expert. Mm-hmm. And I know you really did like, the, you liked these movies. You didn't love them. I didn't love love the Superman ones. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, yeah. I like Justice League, I like. I liked Justice League, yeah. too. Let me ask you this. Do you, and I think we touched on this in previous podcasts, <clears throat> do you think Justice League's problem was not the quality of the movie, was not the movie itself, but it was the politics around the movie. It was the fans already making up their mind about the movie and and basically just setting the tone that it was going to be a bad movie. They were setting the expectation that it was a bad I, movie. I think because of the reaction to <clears throat> Superman, Batman v. Superman. Yeah, Batman v. Superman was just it, it's, weird. It put a uh, sour taste in people's mouths Yeah, to where they were expecting the worst with Justice League. And honestly, as a fan, didn't get a great 
movie, mm-hmm. but got a good enough movie. And mm-hmm. there were definitely positives in it that if they had better movies going into Justice League, they would have been more forgiving towards Justice League. So like Justice League would have been forgi- better received. Yeah, people can forgive Iron Man 3 because right. they had Iron Man 1, they had uh, Captain Captain America, they had other mm-hmm. good movies mm-hmm. before Iron Man 3 showed up. Right. So, and Iron Man 3 wasn't that bad. Iron Man 2 was a bit weak, but Iron Man 3 wasn't that bad. Well, he, if we're looking at um, the writer's perspective, he says DC's never going to be able to compete with the Marvel Universe. Not anymore, no. Not, it's it Marvel's says, it says eons ahead now. The dark, gloomy aesthetic of the films never <laughs> totally worked, and it, it always feels like they're just trying too hard to be Marvel. Mm-hmm. So is it's a matter of... Yeah, they're better as the TV shows rather than trying to do mm-hmm. the movies, like the um, DC shows. But the movies are still making a ton, and the ones that work, yeah. Aquaman right. made a, a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Still not the best movie, but I walked out of that movie so happy. Oh, I know. Out of Jason Momoa as Aquaman, that was perfect. Uh, they had, when, when they had <laughs> Topo the Octopus playing the drums, that's it, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> When We're, they had Black Manta with the goofy football-shaped helmet, yeah. they nailed the look of Ocean Master and Black yeah. Manta. Everything <laughs> that worked in the comic books looks silly on the film, but it, it's, it's looked like that for decades for a reason because it's visually arresting, mm-hmm. and I really like the fact that they translated the goofy look. They didn't uh, sort of change the look. Like Wolverine. I, I still want Wolverine with the yellow and blue costume. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or the brown and yellow or the the, the blue and yellow? The blue and yellow. Oh, the X-Men outfit. Gotcha. Gotcha. The yellow spandex that he references in one of the movies. I want to see Wolverine in that costume because it worked for a long time. You just might now. Yeah. You just might. It's going to be interesting to see how MCU is going to incorporate X-Men and Fantastic Four. Is Wolverine finally going to be five foot three? I know. (laughs) Is there a capable actor that would be able to do that at that Mm. size? have to think about that. Uh-huh. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. All right. What's some of the other uh, another, other Another one that was on here. there was um, National Treasure. Right. Which was so set up to have a third movie made, with but that, With the Book of Secrets. Yes. And, and you know, it very well might still. Has oh. Nick Cage gone completely off the reservation, though? He still However, makes good movies. Once he does. In a does while. he? As yeah. of 2018, a script for the third film is clo- was close to being finished. Really? But the film has not been yet greenlit. I so would watch. A, I'll watch the hell out of it. I'll tell you that. I'll show it, up for that. Yeah, I may. It, the, as it says, the film ends on the cliffhanger with the president handing Ben Gates the fabled book of secrets. Uh huh. And telling him what page to look, look at. Look on page 47. And and then what is it? Um, Riley, what's on page forty-seven? What's on page forty-seven? Exactly, <laughs> the plot for the next movie. Right. So, and how I long mean, ago was that? Now, a Book of Secrets. Two thousand. Uh, well, two thousand four was National Treasure. Right. So, Book of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it about three, four years later? Or? Probably. Mm-hmm. Two seven. Two thousand eight. I can I can look, but I mean, it was just a truly. Um, the first fun. one was fantastic, and and see for me. I, I know you're going to disagree with me on this next statement, Tanya, but I'm a history. 2007. I love history. You Histories, know, I'm a I, history right. buff, and American history especially. This one was okay for the history part. Yeah, because it didn't. Because, because it was like. It, they brought you into it instead of clobbering you over the head with it. Because it was a scavenger hunt. Yes. It, it was a mystery. It was a puzzle. It was a uh-huh. scavenger hunt. And and they showed it, such great reverence for and, American history. And unlocking those puzzles. The unlocking of the puzzles and trying to make that connection, that's mm-hmm. what pulled me in. Not the history part. I would just 
bring you along with me to help the history to part, translate that to part. translate that part. Yeah. But but the, and 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 Sean Bean lived. Yay! It's one of those rare <laughs> movies where he actually makes it all the way through. The other one is Jupiter Ascending. And in, if you look at the, the trivia for Jupiter Ascending, uh, towards the end, Sean Bean's character goes, made it through. And it's more of a tongue-in-cheek reference to his characters typically dying in all the movies and TV shows he's a part of. So even here, it's like, what's on page 47 of the President's book? Yep. We, we I, may never find we, out. Uh, who knows? Is, mm. And it says, is there a sequel? Mm-hmm. Is, is there a National Treasure 3? Who knows? who knows? Will there be a National Treasure 3? Uh, could be, well... Nicholas Cage, Harvey Keitel, Justin Bartha has at least a couple names, but I don't know. Um, another Nicholas Cage related one. Yeah. Kick Ass. Right. Which, there was two of them. There was two of them. The second one, not as good as the first. No. I enjoyed the second one. Didn't yeah. like it as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen you either. Right there do. with you. The second one, but there's, since then, the comics have still existed. I still the comic is still on my poll list. Okay. Kevin Smith recently did a run on the comic. Oh really? Yeah. Of course he did. And now there's an, an someone else doing it. And uh-huh. the comic is very interesting, funny. There's a Hit Girl in fact it was Hit Girl that Kevin Smith did. There's okay. Kick Ass and Hit Girl comics. Yeah. The the are, character brought to life by Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still Room for a kick-ass. Yeah, it says comic book author Mark Millar said that a third movie would depend on the success of Kick-Ass 2. So Which far, didn't, yeah. an end of the trilogy has not been greenlit. Yeah. So as of May 19th, 2019, it mm-hmm. hasn't been greenlit. So it could be that the the um, sequels aren't necessarily following the sequels, success of the first movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's Well, that's usually difficult. a franchise killer. You know, yeah, we've got I've got a couple of them here um, where the movies just. Well, we talked about well, Chronicles of Narnia, like Uh that. It's there's seven books, but they've only done three movies. Three movies, but the movies were a lot. They were really nice. They were fun. They were good. But didn't they skip one of the books? No. Did they do the first three first three books? They did the first three books in the in the quote unquote usual succession. Um, In recent years. a lot of a lot of folks who are in the literary world have shifted the the order of the yep. actual chronicles oh, okay. of Narnia. Is it kind of like shifting the order of when you watch Star Wars? Exactly. Well, here's the thing: is uh, I think it's it's I can't remember if it's the Magicians. I can't I can't remember the title of the book. It's a horse and his boy, or there's one of the the Magicians or something like that. It was towards which is normally towards the end of the series. Was actually decided it was discovered that it was really C.S. Lewis's first book that he wrote. To set up the, the the whole Chronicles of Narnia, so they shifted it. So it's no longer the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is no longer the first book. The Magician's nephew. Magician's nephew. Thank you. So, uh, Magician's nephew, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Horse and His Boy, Prince Caspian, uh-huh. Voyage of the Dawn Treader, right. Silver Chair, and the Last Battle. Right. So we've seen Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Right, which was the original first three books, the the way that the books were originally packaged. Uh, so you're seeing it in that order. But I don't think, you know, for the oh, casual observer, 50, it's not going to make much of a difference. 52. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, because truly they can go backwards in mm-hmm. time showing the kids growing up right. in Narnia. Right. Now, I'm wondering, you know, I'm just wondering what happened because the series was coming along really, really well. And I, they were quality movies. Could it be that um, if the magician's nephew or the horse and his boy 
going and writing those books, but now the characters that are playing the kings and queens of Narnia mm-hmm. are now too old. Well, the Pevensey kids are not always in all the books. So that I haven't seen, I haven't yeah. read the books. Yeah, they, they it revol- always revolves around some young heroes. Okay. But the Pevensey children from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe are not in every single book. I don't know. So it's one of those things. And, so, you know, so we can what talk. What are your thoughts? There, there's a people? variety of things. And, you know, tell us what you think about it, listeners. Um, like Percy Jackson and the Olympians, there was several books in that series, but they only made two of the movies. Uh, in, but it's, it's did the kids really age out of those parts? In essence, did they wait too long to make those movies? It almost happened to Harry Potter. There was a lot of talk right around the fifth Harry Potter movie that that uh, the, the holy trio there, the golden trio of uh, of Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Daniel Radcliffe were maybe aging too quickly for them to keep up with the movies. But you know, luckily everybody hung in there, and uh, and we we had our our familiar faces throughout all the movies. Uh, but is that like maybe Percy Jackson, the Olympians had that kind of a thing? They had the Spiderwick Chronicles, mm-hmm. you know, they worried about packing too much in, and the kids were getting too old. But like I was saying a moment ago, then there's movies that just bombed. They were franchise setups, but they bombed so horribly, like Ender's Game and Aragon. Chris, uh, were you around when uh, Buckaroo Banzai came out? That was, you know what, Bill That's Horse like Cotter. the original. Yeah, was B- Bill um, Bill Horse Cotter actually sent me an email saying, "Hey, I heard you're going to be doing talking about franchise that failed to ignite," and that was the first one on his list was Buckaroo Banzai. Um, I I have an opinion on Buckaroo Banzai. I don't think it was actually ever meant to be a franchise. I don't think it was ever meant to have a sequel. So those, like the little things at the end, the of, little things at the end were, were just jokes. Yeah, they that's were just, how I felt too. They to were be just. At, this is my opinion entirely. So feel free, dear listener, to shoot me down if you feel like it. But I honestly think, with the whole tenor of the movie, based, I think it was based on a comic book too, wasn't it? I think so. I'd have yeah, to Google. I think that. what it was was just another tongue-in-cheek add-on to the whole sci-fi serial that George Lucas always emulated from, you know, the, the serials from the 50s and 60s. I think that's really what it was. But it was, ju- just in case it was a huge hit, they uh-huh. left themselves room to yes, do they more. Did. Yeah, if it was a huge hit, I think they left themselves room to, to, to do it. I don't think you would have seen the whole uh, plot line that they talked about in the coming up soon or coming next or whatever the case may be. I don't remember what it was. Was it this invasion, Invaders of Mars or something like that? And actually, I, I just had to go back and Google. If we can go back for a second, I yeah. wanted to double check myself on this. Tell me. Back to the uh, the Narnia stuff. Uh huh. One of the writers of those movies is named Stephen McFeely. Okay. And he's one of the writers of the Avengers movies, Endgame, Infinity War, really? Marvel. Bl- so I think maybe some of the Narnia stuff got sidetracked because he wound up writing. Marvel movies. Well, that's probably, that's a very likely thing. Because I heard him interviewed on mm-hmm. uh, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts, and I thought I'd heard that. Okay. So I had to go back and double check myself. So I think maybe, and it, his time with the people behind the Narnia movies was sort of souring. There was something going on. and So I, politics. Politics Might happened. have killed that series off. Yes. Yeah. That's and then he wound up with other jobs where he's making a billion dollars. I know. Jeez. <laughs> well, talking about Narnia. Uh-oh. Continue on. The Chronicles of Narnia being made into new movies by Netflix. Really? October 3rd, 2018. Article on EW.com backslash TV by James Hibbard. Um, Breakout the Turkish Delight Netflix is taking on the Chronicles of Narnia. What's the date on that article? 
October 2018. Okay. So less than a year. Coming future of like the Disney Plus, Hulu Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. Netflix is going to be looking for more properties. Doug Grisham. That aren't owned by Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. No, the whole conglomerate. Yeah, that seriously. Has the monster. Fox, yeah. Douglas Gresham, the stepson of C.S. Lewis, in a statement released by Netflix, says Netflix seems to be the very best medium with which to achieve this aim, and I'm looking forward to working with them towards this goal. Um, it's not clear how many pieces of content will be produced and what form they'll, they'll take, but producer Mark Gordon describes multiple productions in both stellar feature length and episodic programming. Uh, a film version of the fourth book in the saga, The Silver Chair, was supposed to start filming this year under director Joe Johnson with Gordon producing, but it sounds like the the deal for Netflix is overriding that one. Huh. So um, they don't know if the Netflix will water versions will water down the book's Christian themes, a frequent criticism of the titles distributed by Disney. I don't know. Netflix is usually fairly unafraid about tackling things. And where's where's um, his dark materials popping up? Is that on Amazon Prime? The Golden Compass is being changed because the Golden Compass is on our list. Mm-hmm. The movie that had um, Ian McKellen voicing the uh, the Panzer Bjorn, Nicole Kidman was in it, uh, and so the movie was made a few years ago, but it never coalesced into an actual yeah we have franchise. two copies of it. Um, but now I know they're being made for TV at this point, and I can't remember what service is supposed to have them. Hold on. We're going to look that that up. Golden Compass, I thought, was actually a very cool movie. I thought it was really well. Uh, Daniel Craig was also in that movie. And the young lady who played the the heroine, she was very capable. So I thought it was pretty interesting that it, it didn't go any further. I didn't see Golden Compass. Golden Compass was actually quite good, I have it I on DVD, so I can okay. always uh, yeah. bring it. I would enjoy that. Uh, Golden Compass... But Golden Compass is because there's a couple of these things that I've noticed as I was doing the research, like Mortal Instruments turned into a TV series, um, uh, Golden Compass, Chronicles of Narnia now is on that list, uh, Master and Commander uh, was was uh, on the list, the the Russell Crowe movie, and 15 years later, it looks like they're finally actually starting to make a sequel on that it one. Says after 17 years, Philip Philip Pullman announces a sequel to his Dark Materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2017. Uh, it says, um, the announcement published on Pullman's website proclaims that the Book of Dust isn't actually a sequel or a prequel story. It's an equal. It doesn't stand before or after his Dark Materials, but beside it. So it's in the same universe? Fans should go back and reread his Dark Materials for a clue about what's coming. Interesting. Uh, well, everything about Lyra's life before she's introduced in the Golden Compass is interesting. It's going to be the sequel plot that has fans salivating. Thank you. I prefer you keep trying. Yeah, I know. Keep going with that one. That's all, folks. Oh, we're both getting flipped off now. Okay. I see how it is. I tell you. Come on, leave me salivating. Salivating. By the porculus. You're going to die today. You can try. And I'm going to take Ella down, too. You can try. Ella will probably be on the ground anyway. She usually is. <laughs> so, no, um, yeah, it says the the entire sequel trilogy, The Book of Dust, will come in October. Hmm. This was 
February of 2017. So oh, I don't know if, it, if the Book of Dust came out in October of 2017. I'm not sure. We're going to have to look into that. But it doesn't say anything about a movie. It just says, is there a sequel? Another, well, I'm just, I'm looking at a couple of things here. And, I, you know, I made reference to the list that Bill sent me, you know, with Buckaroo Banzai at the top of it. But he also indicated Last Starfighter, Starman, and Fifth Element. Fifth Element was never meant to be a franchise. I didn't think so, at least. Where, did you hear something different? I have not. I, I, no. I always thought I Fifth Element was, was supposed to be a standalone. standalone. Yeah. yeah, the Luke Besson, you know, visual, visual experience kind of thing that led to... Um, Oh, Valerian yeah. was uh, a similar, similar a feel, similar yeah. appearance. Yeah. But I didn't see that as a franchise starter. That was always a standalone. I would hope to God that Fifth Element would not be ruined with a sequel. I mean, it's such just one of the most amazing movies, in my opinion. I know it's one of your very favorites. It's one of my very it, favorites. Yeah. And it's one of those cult classics. It's not uh-huh. critically acclaimed. It's, it, it did not make a huge box office. But there's just mm-hmm. so much good about that movie. Mm-hmm. To have Why to, The Fifth Element never got a sequel? Was it supposed to? That's the thing. I guess that's the question I'm asking now because well, Bill brought it up. Well, it says there may be a few good reasons that it never got a second act. Because the sixth element and seventh element, well, it just sounded silly. I'm telling well, you. It's special, like Ocean's 13. Special it's effects like... frustrations was probably is one. Uh-huh. Um, it says uh, um, it wasn't a huge hit. No. It didn't fare particularly well during its theatrical release. Right. Um. Chris Tucker couldn't get it's off his job at McDonald's. Ninety million plus price tag made it made it the most expensive film ever produced outside of Hollywood. So I wasn't produced. Right. Um, Corbin and Lilo's story felt pretty complete. Yeah. Um, it, he rediscovered his vigor for life, and she found a reason to want to save her. Uh, save her. They found love together. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Willis may be too old. Yeah. Well, there's that. Jovovich and Besson have a past. Right. Um, because of the Resident Evil franchise. Right. Uh, and I don't think they has, want to work together anymore, Besson right? Besson took a long break from directing. Yeah. But, but it sounds like there never was a plan I don't think there for, was a plan for yeah. a fifth, fifth Element sequel. Now, listeners out there, if you know of some sort of tidbit or tri- trivia about Fifth Element that we have not covered, let us know. I'd be I'd be entertained to hear what you have to say. But I I'm thinking that... Fifth Element does not fit into this particular conversation today. And Starman had a had a one-off movie, uh, but then became a TV series for a couple of seasons. Yeah, it I, did. Yeah, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But they said that, um, looking at here, it says it could be... Um, Green means that, go, red means stop, yellow goes go very, very fast. A, anyway. It could have had a spiritual sequel with um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets because mm-hmm. he wrote that too. Right. But that's just, I, those are both one-off. I mean, Valerian is based on one of the original comic book graphic mm-hmm. novel type of, of, uh, of literature because that was one of the originals that was written back in like the 20s or 30s. Um, and so Valerian was a series. And so from Valerian, you could definitely get a lot of yeah. adventures out of that. It, a, it says, given that it looks and feels similar to the world that he created in 1997 for Besson, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible not to imagine Valerian taking place somewhere in the same tripped-out future as the Fifth Element. Right. However, the key difference is Valerian isn't based on his own original idea, and, and instead it's an adaptation of the long-running French comic. Right. And Valerian wasn't a huge hit either. No. I saw but it. That's but... a Luke Besson movie for you, though. I mean, not everybody he's loves better those. better probably at writing rather than directing. Hmm. 
I thought it was pretty was, visually astounding. Yes. I, I didn't think it was very well written, to be honest with you. The characters the, the, had the chemistry, no chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry between Valerian and Loreline was just, yeah. it was not there. When the two of them started falling in love at the end, I'm like, wait. No. That's, that was an Anakin Padme moment for me. It was like, really? It, just, it was convenient for the story that they suddenly love each other now. I mean, and I don't want to throw shade on, uh, I can't remember the name of the young man who acted Valerian. Um, was it Dean Dohan? Dohan? Dean DeHaan, and it was Cara Delevingne was Loreline. And I love both of them. I've seen them in other yeah, things. Dane Delevingne, yeah, how, what you said. Dean DeHaan? Uh, Dane is his first name, Dane. but yes, DeHaan, okay. yes. And then Cara Delevingne as, you know, as Loreline. The two of them, I love them as actors. I find them immensely fascinating people, but I just didn't see the connection on screen. So anyway, I can see why Valerian would not have been picked up as a regular thing. I don't know, but... As a as a successor to Fifth Element, yeah, it only got a forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and uh, one of the the films on your list, Hellboy, mm-hmm. two good, two, three, two did good, they make, two, two good and ones? then they redid they it. They rebooted one this past summer that yeah. bombed awfully. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. But two of the original, Ron yeah. Perlman. Ron Perlman was the yeah. was it mm-hmm. the two, yeah. And those were both very very entertaining. So why didn't they keep going with those? I don't know. Was it just the box office equation? Do you I, think? In my head, like, and I could be remembering wrong. I thought they did well. What do you think? What are you looking at right now, Tom? I'm reading the the little uh, thing about um, Hellboy. It mm-hmm. says, now that Hellboy has been rebooted, has been rebooted, it seems clear that we're never going to get a third film in the Del Toro's original franchise. That's honestly kind of a shame, in part because the two Hellboy movies that Guillermo were made were well-reviewed and did decently well at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, all the inst- Although a third installment in the series never materialized, it wasn't because Guillermo was out of ideas. He discussed what would have happened in the third film, one he never got to make. Is he quoted as saying something in particular? Still, or? the director shouldn't be too disappointed mm. in how his career has gone since. After all, he made a Best Picture winner less than a decade after Oh, yeah, Shape of Water? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Still haven't seen it. Oh, that's such a so, good movie. So, I don't know. But yeah, it's like, Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Why, why do they... Yeah, why would you have replaced him? Now the guy that they did in they got for the reboot was the one who plays Hopper in Stranger Things, if I remember correctly. Yes. Oh, okay. David Harbour. Yeah. yeah. And so I but, but, I don't know if I can still, I can't it, I can't point the finger at him because I know he's a good actor. Right. He's, he puts himself into the part. I think it was just he got shafted by bad writing. Isn't that the like the 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 curse? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, the next one that was on this list was Amazing Spider-Man. The Garfield ones, <sighs> the Andrew Garfield. Spider-Man? No, they just say that that um, it says since 2002 we've gotten an incredible number of movies featuring Spider-Man. There were the three starring Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Then shortly thereafter, there were two with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. The American, Amazing Spider-Man franchise was supposed to last past the two films we got, but Sony, the studio behind the films, decided against it. So yes, so the Amazing Spider-Man franchise must be the Andrew Garfield. Yeah, one. with the Andrew yeah. Garfield, and they weren't very good. I, you know, what? I walked out of both of them. Hugely disappointed in them, almost to the point of anger. And I, like, I haven't seen them. Because... I liked the first one. I, I'm going to be honest. I liked mm-hmm. the first one. The second one did bother me. I thought they tried to do too much in a very short space of time. I think what they were trying, the second one was supposed to help set up the third one. 
That's the one I, bar- I barely, I almost feel like I have to go back and rewatch the second one. Uh-huh. Remember, Jamie Foxx was Electro, correct? Yes. And then and then Dean DeHaan mm-hmm. was uh, Green Goblin. And, he, he was playing Harry Osborn. Uh, um, the actor that was the rhino, the guy from- Oh, uh, Paul Giamatti. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's three villains in it From right the Sinister there. Six. And yeah. They shouldn't have done If they just focused, I think if they just focused on Jamie Foxx as Electro and left mm-hmm. it alone- that it would have been an, a, a vastly better movie, but it was because they, they wrapped up that story and then they tacked on the goblin crap at the end where they, they well, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do mm-hmm. this. And I think that's what kind of ended that movie being so disappointing. Did they kill Gwen Stacy yeah. in that one? I thought so. Yeah, okay. they did that one in the second one. You know, so. So that they're throwing, there's another like major thing that should be almost the point of a movie right. was an afterthought. Exactly. That and that's, I think, why I was so disappointed with the second one. Um, and, and then here's here's also what I'm thinking is Sony was starting to read the writing on the wall because of the MCU juggernaut that was mm-hmm. gaining speed at that point. So what you're seeing, I think, is they were rushing to try and get to a third because they knew what was going to happen. And then it all kind of collapsed when when Kevin Feige came knocking. Basically, yeah. it all collapsed, and they're like, "Well, okay." And they're like, "And, and you got to face the facts." They were not doing a good job with the properties they had. They were they were losing steam with X Men. You know, mm-hmm. the the X Men first class series, the first couple of movies were great, but they were losing steam with it. Apocalypse was a bad movie. Dark yeah. Phoenix was worse. Yeah, and because Dark Phoenix was was as as Tanya has pointed out, Dark Phoenix was set up as as the ultimate X Men action movie. Nobody was ready for the ultimate X Men drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so with a lack of action, Dark Phoenix died. All right. So here's Fox petering out, but knowing that MCU is coming to say, oh, well, can we have our people back, please? Mm-hmm. You know, we're coming. For, it's a rescue mission. Steel Team Six yeah. is coming to, to pull everybody <laughs> out of out of the Fox bin and bring them back to Marvel where they belong. So I'm wondering if the politics made number two of the Amazing Spider-Man series as convoluted and, and congested as it was and that already put a hole in the ship that was going to be Amazing Spider-Man 3 and then everything kind of like folded in around it and and so the, the whole franchise just kind of collapsed Plus, I never bought Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Really? Yeah. I, I He had, for me, see, for me, Peter Parker has that sarcasm. He's the everyman. He, when he's just being Peter... He's, he's, you know, he's a little terminally befuddled sometimes. He's a little, you know, he's the dumbest smart guy on the mm-hmm. planet kind of thing. Um, very easygoing. But when he's Spider-Man, when he's got the mask on and mm-hmm. he's got the outfit, he takes on the persona. And he is liable to say anything. Yeah, I, I just... And, and I think Andrew captured yeah. that a lot better than Toby. See, here's the thing. This, this, is, this is how my daughter, my daughter is a big mm-hmm. fan of, of, of Tom Holland. All right, mm-hmm. so this is, and she's experienced all of those the Spider-Man movies before. Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Yeah. Not a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Andrew Garfield was not a great Peter Parker, but was a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Where Tom has managed so far in the two to movies blend. to be both. Yeah. And He's done well at both. Two Spider-Mans and two, two Avengers? No, Avengers He was and, in... Uh, Civil War. Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Yeah, he was War. in Civil War and then And two Infinity. Avengers movies. Yeah, and then Infinity So he's done it War five and... times already yeah. in like a couple years. Exactly. 
And I, yeah, I, I just, I, I didn't enjoy Andrew Garfield, but I may have to revisit mm-hmm. because those two movies did one of my uh, biggest pet peeves in superhero movies. Really? He told everybody his secret identity. Yeah, that's a, that's been a thing in the modern movies. Oh, I hate it. Those... It drives me crazy. But, and that happened It's like everybody knows who you are. Yeah, so. It's where everybody knows your name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, as long as we're talking Marvel, Fantastic Four. Oh, God, yeah. nobody's gotten that right yet. No. <laughs> Don't make me say Galactus isn't a cloud. <laughs> you just did. You just did. The, I mean, the last one, the Josh Trank directed one. Oh. Uh, that yes. start, to be honest with you, I liked about the first half hour mm-hmm. to an hour where it showed Reed and uh, Ben's friendship as kids. Yeah. And wh- why, and that made sense to me. But once they got powers, it kind of stopped making sense, and I kind of stopped caring and got dark. And yeah. so the 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 best phrase that I've heard, and I know I've used this in the port mm-hmm. in the past in other podcasts. Um, the mo- most recent Fantastic Four movie was a 100 minute trailer to the movie yeah. that I wanted to see. Yeah, and the director, he threw everybody under the bus oh, after God, this yeah. came out, and like the studio that didn't let him do what he wanted, blah blah, and he. He wound up, I think, kind of hurting his career because of it. But well, what else besides has he the done? Fact his movie, Josh Trank. What? Let, what? Uh, let me look what? it up because there was something that he was sort of famous for. Hold on, Josh. Let's Trank. see. Joshua Benjamin Trank. He's he an American did, film director. Uh, writer. Famous. Chronicle. I think Chronicle is the one I'm thinking. I never of. saw Chronicle. Because he worked with the guy that played Mr. Fantastic in uh, Fantastic Four. Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yes. Yeah, he was good. But he did well. Yeah. It doesn't look like Mr. Trank has done much, to be honest with you. No, doesn't look like it. No. Doesn't look like he's going to be doing much else either. (laughs) We'll see where his career goes. He was on Kill Point, a TV series. Filmography. Here we go. Big Fan, Chronicle, Fantastic Four, and Fonzo were his movies. So it looks like. Fonzo's in post production right now. Okay. It looked like Fantastic Four was going to be his breakout because he also wrote it. And Mm -hmm. he broke down instead. Yeah. So, um, poor Josh. They've announced the um, an adaptation of the rise of uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Interesting. That he was a writer, writer for it. Huh. Oh. So oh. what we see here, I, I, I'm getting the vibe uh, as we have this discussion that there's essentially two things that kill a franchise. It's either bad, or there's some sort of politics that gets in the way of the the furthering of the story. Because, you know, everyone's up for making more money, if at all possible, right? when it comes to stuff. You know? If the audience wants it and everybody's willing, mm-hmm. they'll go forever with stuff. And then there are movies that should never have gotten a franchise and are going strong nine, ten movies in. I'm looking at you, Vin Diesel, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Fast Fast and Furious? Yeah. No, don't get Fast and Furious with me here. Yeah, seriously. Well, you know, I haven't seen um, any of the quote-unquote Fast and Furious car racing Mm -hmm. movies and things like that, but I did see Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. It was just fun. Well, that's and uh, you know what and, I think that's why the the franchise has survived as long as it has is because nobody's people are understanding. Don't take the, these are not Oscar winning movies. Check your brain at the door. Check your brain at the door. These are popcorn movies. Have a good time. You know, suspend a disbelief. But after a while, how many times can you do the same damn thing? However, like Ryan Reynolds shows up in it. Oh, and does he really? Kevin Hart shows up in it. In Hobbs so, and Shaw. Mm-hmm. 
That's funny. And, and it's funny because of Kevin, well, Kevin Hart and Dwayne, uh, Johnson, Dwayne Johnson have a, have a, now a bond re- now. Those two buddies. They rebooted are... Jumanji. Yeah, they have. And now there's a third Jumanji movie coming out. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen this. I have, you know what? I haven't seen either of the new ones yet. Le- and I... this one's like level up. They and... go back and they have uh-huh. um, Danny DeVito's in it and. And uh, uh, um, Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. Danny Glover. I've and, enjoyed the, the new Jumanji. They're, I, I they're like just fun. And it's funny because Karen Gillian's character is the only one that lands back in Jumanji as her original character. Okay, so she's your holdover from the original Right, Jumanji whereas now. like Dwayne Johnson, when he lands in there, you think he's Spencer. He's not Spencer. It's Danny DeVito. Yes, yeah. and then... And Which is a hilarious combination. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, and now like, I, gotta sh- look. I gotta shake my face at Danny DeVito. I have to shake my... No, no, I have to shake my fist at Dwayne Johnson because there's nothing the man can't freaking do. He, the, the, he is like the renaissance man of the current generation. I love this guy. You know, when he was a professional wrestler, I was like, take him or leave him because I wasn't as big into wrestling. Right. All right. But then he and started. And as a wrestling fan, he was awesome. And I, you know, and yeah. I get that. He was very, yeah. he was huge. He was yeah. one of the hugest, biggest names. Uh, then he became an actor and he was like right into the, the action adventure, mm-hmm. blow him up movies. Okay. And he still mm-hmm. does those to be sure. Right. Um, you know, and, and of course, court, great. So action, he's the next Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's a whatever. he's comedian. He is Tooth funny fairy. as hell. Mm-hmm. He's as funny as hell. He knows how to deliver a line. He's just a class act guy. You see him in all the interviews and interacting with people. And then freaking in in um, Moana, doesn't he freaking sing? Because why not? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why not? You know. You know. There's one thing left. Let me be completely jealous of Dwayne Johnson. There's one thing left for him <laughs> to do, and I think he can do it. A strong acting role, like a yeah. dramatic. I think so. Oscar worthy. Drama role. I think and you were right. And I think he can do it. I'm sure he's got Broadway? the chops for it. He's not Hulk Hogan. I think he can do it. Yeah. I think he can make a movie where... You think Tanya needs you need to see him on Broadway? Broadway. Uh, he, he can do that. <laughs> well, he can he's do live rock, theater yeah. in front of thousands of people. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. got the chops to be in front of a crowd with no nervousness. He, he'll oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, he's done live. You know? He did live work for years. He did live theater for years. Uh-huh. So... So I'm on the rock side. Yeah, me too. But I'm definitely a rock fan. Speaking of franchises, it occurred to me, I went to the movies yesterday, saw that Springsteen mm-hmm. movie, Yeah. but there was another movie playing that I'm not going to go see. I saw the first one, uh-huh. and then while I was watching it, I go, why am I here? I'm scared. The uh, shark movie, the 47 Meters Down. Oh, my, uh, I remember you talking about a, the original movie. Now there's a 47 Meters Down 2, oh my and I don't God. know if it's the same late. I, is is uh, Mandy Moore in this one? Or I am, same I act, If you're the same actor, you're an idiot to get chased by a shark twice. <laughs> but I'm not going to go see this one, but how many 47 meter? Downs. Well, wasn't Roy Scheider in both of the first two Jaws movies? I think so, yeah. So there you go. So yeah. somebody's already set the precedent for being chased by sharks. So if there's a uh, an actor that's in both of the 47 Meters Downs movies, shame on you for for having trouble with a shark twice. Because <laughs> you'll never get me near uh, water the first time I have trouble I know, with seriously. Shark. I would have a phobia for the rest of my life. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up. As we said, there's, there's you know probably two franchise killers out there. You either make a crappy movie and it bombed, you know, or there was some sort of politics that kind of got in the way mm-hmm. of of getting to a, a prompt sequel or something along those lines. There are tons. If you ever get a chance to read this article, listener, uh, you know, Last Airbender, Fantastic Four, Spiderwick Chronicles, John Carter of Mars by with Taylor Kitsch playing uh, John Carter, Aragon, Ender's Game, Percy Jackson, and the Olympians, uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events never quite took off, but it hit 
a TV series because Neil Patrick Harris was playing mm-hmm. the you know the bad guy in that one. It was uh, I can't remember if that was on Netflix or Hulu, uh, but it's out there. Chronicles of Narnia we talked about uh, Hellboy we talked about Justice League Tron was it almost they brought got set that up. back like a couple decades later. Right? Yeah, they brought they it back. Were try and do it again. They were going to try and do it again, but it never quite took. So, but anyway, if there's other franchises, other movies that you think we should be talking about. As always, drop us a note either on our on our Facebook or on our Twitter. We're always happy to talk to you about it. So we're going to take a, a quick break. And, and we'll be back with our question of the we'll day. And we'll be come back and we'll do our question of the week. Day, week, month, eh, year. You ever run a movie that was released a while ago and you enjoy it, but there's kind of that awkwardness because you can't talk about it with anyone? <laughs> hey, I just saw Heat. <laughs> heat, I saw that 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about it now. <laughs> oh, loser. <laughs> My wife and I, we go to a lot of movies. Uh, movies are great for dates, right? Unless it's a movie about a serial killer. Because then there's never an appropriate time to make a move. Oh, he just strangled that little girl. Hello. You ever not seen someone's favorite movie? They get furious. You haven't seen Goodfellas? What are you saying? Apparently I'm saying your sister's a whore. I didn't realize there was any confusion there. We do take our movies so personally. You don't like that movie? Yeah, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> you're too dumb to get it. You ever talk about a movie with someone that read the book? Or is so condescending? Uh, the book was much better than the movie. <laughs> oh, really? What I enjoyed about the movie? No reading. <laughs> it only took two hours. I had to take a nap. <laughs> Who was that? Jim Gaffigan. One of my favorite comedians. He is good. He makes me laugh. He's very good. So You guys yep. are eating. I know. We had snacks. I was nice. hungry. I don't blame you. Chex Mix. I needed a snack. Mm-hmm. Good. So if you love what we're doing, like what we're doing, or at least tolerate what we're doing mildly, please, please support us. <laughs> tolerate. <laughs> we have a couple of different ways to do it. We have our Patreon that we talk about every week. Uh, patreon.com backslash fc3roc we have several levels and those will be mutating slowly and surely surely over the next couple of months uh, to best fit your budget and your desire to love us and support us also sponsorships is always a thing sponsorships (laughs) is it sponsorships or sponsors sponsors at fc3roc.org create a sponsorship so if you you use Mm. the address that i mistakenly mentioned many months ago it'll filter through to the where it's supposed to be which is sponsors at fc3roc.org lots of different levels we can customize a few of them for you as well come join the party come support us so we can keep doing what we're doing uh and we've been doing this now for we're coming towards the end of our third season at this point Two and a half, three years we've been doing this stuff, and it's and we're going to keep going because you know, as I always say at the end of Nerd World News, if you're going to so listen, we're going to make it. Season four, season four this fall, <gasps> season four this fall. 
This is, I think this is episode like 128, 129, <coughs> somewhere in that area, if I remember correctly. Yeah, this is episode 128, 128. today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we got to start planning something special for episode 150. Since okay. Since we missed 100. We did we miss the 100. Do, so. We got to do something cool. Okay. Something. So, we'll take some ideas. So that means we have to plan out, okay, when will 150 hit? So uh-huh. I think it's, it's one a week. It's going to be somewhere in the new year. 150. Right, because we're taking a... We'll uh, do our midwinter break usually right around Christmas time. Right, but then we're ending our season and then starting our next season sometime in September. Right, 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 Pardon as we always do. September seems to be the, the new season month for us. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, well, I'll map that out because I have a spreadsheet that I've been putting together since I've been doing the interim producer work. And uh, so I've, I've started planning out like questions you of the week. You might want to at least try to share that sheet with me too so I can. It's on nah. the Google Doc. It is. It's on the Google Doc. I Thank you very much. I can't find anything on Google Doc. Okay. I can't. All right. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going I'm to do some work on it and I'll send it to you and Billy. I'll, All right. Gonna, so you guys can see it. Share drive. Google. Uh-huh. I trust you. Because right now it's just full of questions of the week is basically what I did. I, f- I figured that out until the new year. <laughs> I have an idea for our question of the week. We all answer something separate, but don't tell people what the question is. I like that. There's a Jeopardy aspect to that. Yeah. Make people guess the question. There you go. Or make each other guess the question. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love that. Speaking of questions of the week. I found it. You found it? What'd you find? I found the the spreadsheet. Yes. The last one was number 125. Yes. It hasn't been updated since then. I'll work on that. All right, so episode 128, question of the week. If you, hey, Billy, Billy. Yes. If you could name a starship after someone in real life, who would it be and why would you pick that person? I've tried figuring out a way to go with this question, whether I should do my patented joke answer Mm -hmm. or or like something real. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe, like my joke answer would be, well, it should be Donald Trump because if you name a starship after him, it means they're dead. Yeah, there you but, go. No, I don't want to do it. It's going to crash. Yeah. It's going to go bankrupt anyway. Yeah. Uh, so something to honor someone. I wonder what their politics are. Anyway. Uh, did, have they done anything for like the most famous sort of asked, well, like John Glenn or Christy mm-hmm. McCullough, someone that was instrumental in mm-hmm. making... The space program a reality. Okay. Or, no, uh, not popular in people's eyes, but sort of brought it to people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Christine McCullough was the teacher that died in the, uh, in the Challenger spa- mm-hmm. the Challenger explosion. Even someone like Gene Roddenberry, has that been floated around? Um, only in Star Trek lore. I've noticed in like Star Trek forums, there's always a ship that, like, like it's like mm-hmm. a Constitution class, USS mm-hmm. Glenn, USS... Um, as a matter of fact, in Star Trek Discovery, they make reference to the USS Glenn uh, after John okay. Glenn, the original uh, astronaut to orbit. But someone like Alan Shepard. Alan Shepard, definitely. In the nerd world, Gene Roddenberry is mm-hmm. the obvious answer. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going Gene Roddenberry. Okay. So the USS Gene Roddenberry, or the SS Gene Rod- Roddenberry. The SS Roddenberry. The, the Roddenberry. That's a great idea. I love that one. What do you think, Don? Do, 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 I've been do. thinking about this all podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm still... Um, it's named after someone in real life. Who would it be and why? You know, not to sound cheesy or anything, but I, I think it would be 
it was it the SS Anne Liebeck. Okay. After our, our beloved After little our Anne. After our own beloved Anne. I uh-huh. mean, she, She's... she reminds me a lot of Susan that she is a force to be reckoned with. However, mm-hmm. she would give you the shirt off her back if you needed, needed it, it yeah. type thing. And she has brought us together even more so than we were at, mm-hmm. at one point. And, and it's kind of like grounded us and, and made us more like cohesive as... Mm-hmm. As a group. We've in, accomplished more as a company be- when she came on board. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and she does so much for um, different causes and volunteers mm-hmm. and Girl Scouts and FC3 and the American Ronald McDonald House, Ron, uh, uh, Heart the, Association. Um, the, She's a machine. The, the um, I think there's something about, I think I'm signing up for to help run like the breast cancer walk mm-hmm. with her to run mm-hmm. the registration type thing and it's very she nice makes, you i'm personal she I, she want makes me want yeah. to be a better person at times wow that's, she really that's does awesome. i know the two of you become very good friends over the past year that you've gotten to know each other yeah she, she just makes me always want to be a better person and and i have her back good deal i like that one yay me i too. like that one a lot so and um, i'm gonna cry well, you're getting all misty over I there. Am. It's cute. That's sweet, though. That's that's I, for genuinely like good it. reasons. Yeah. See, now for me, and I have fireball for you, Anne, too. So. <laughs> fireball. Well, and she and she pushed in, and she pushed. That would me be out the primary my... weapon of the starship. Uh, Liebeck, fireball yeah. would be a fireball thrower. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hit it with liquid, and then whatever. No, go. I mean, and she even pushed me to do something out of my comfort zone um, with the tap, to dancing? tap dancing, and yeah. I'm going to continue this year. Good job, awesome. Yeah. So I like that very, yep. very much. Christopher, um, well, I, I've got I, I, in my head. I've got an answer very similar to um, Billy. Billy, in in the regards that you know the people who have made the space program what mm-hmm. it is. Story Musgrave comes to to mind, and many, many people might not who know who that is, but he's been a mission specialist on several space shuttle missions. He was one of the people who was part of the capture and repair of the Hubble. Uh, he is he's a PhD like a thousand times. This man has more degrees than a hot thermometer. He's brilliant. He's a renaissance man. I've always enjoyed watching interviews with him uh, because he's just so passionate about space exploration and 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 his skill set for being a space explorer is just so vast compared to a lot of the you know the folks that we've grown up uh, idolizing. He's 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 an amazing human being, and I, I think that would be a great tribute to that. Would be to name a, a ship that would be. Uh, Name the Musgrave after him. Ours would be a human humanitarian. A humanitarian. Sh- a humanitarian ship. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also was thinking off the cuff as I was driving down uh, Lake Avenue on my way here this morning. Uh, the Asimov would oh, be a, a starship after Isaac Asimov, who basic you know he didn't create uh, science fiction, but he damn near perfected it. You know, in my opinion, you're right up there with the greats like Harlan Ellison and Bradbury and and those guys. Um, so that would be a thing. But then. Sentimentality uh, would also weigh. I have a third answer uh, today. Grandpa? Yeah, I was going to get through this without crying. I swear to God. Okay, I'll look this way. But today was the uh, today's the anniversary, the sixth anniversary of the passing of my grandfather, Luspiati. So I would definitely, I would consider that that would be a thing for me. I, you know, when we're sticking with real life people, people who have made an impact, you know, and push you to be a better person. You, you were mentioning Anne for me. It would be Luspiati. And that so. that would be the the true gentleman's oh yeah ship oh type yeah thing no it would be badass it'd be badass it'd be, it would be because he was a thank you yeah he would you know yeah <laughs> oh god there's a shot to the face there um you know it would be a small compact ship 
uh, and it would it would it would go about just exploring and having a good time and 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 um, and being a part. But it, you you pick a fight with it, it's going to put you down. <laughs> you know, that's basically it. It'd be like the Defiant in Star Trek, mm-hmm. right? But Captain by Picard. Oh yeah, see. <laughs> Mm. Oh, my grandmother would be the perfect person to pilot. You know, she was the only one who ever could keep him in line. <laughs> so there you have it. But uh, you know, the Musgrave, the Asimov, and the Spiati would be the my two choice, my my three choices. Three choices. Yeah. So there you have it. That sounds like a good note to to, mm-hmm. to close the shop up on. Do you need tissues? I'm good. I'm good. I'm holding it together over here. I'll try later. Oh, wrong one. Whoa! Ouch! <laughs> that was the wrong thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my ears. <laughs> no, that's the wrong thing, too. You know what? I'm going to tell you now. In season four, we're going to have new closing music. I'm saying that right now. Because this is Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation. Purveyors and producers. producers of the Flower City Comic Con coming at you in 2020. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Dates to be announced sometime. Soon. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever we go. And we will lead you to where the entertainment is. We'll see you guys soon. You have a great week. Dun, dun.